baby, at last, we have a preseason game to overreact to. More vaccine drama, and where is Ben Simmons going? Let's talk some Knicks without a knack. It's no Holy fucking shit, here we are back again, more unqualified, unadulterated, and extremely unsatisfying rants on your New York Knickerbockers. You're listening to the Without an Act podcast. I am your host, Ryan Quigley. Right now, as I record this, and I almost, I'm almost proud to say it, there is an incredibly important Juicy, universally, objectively good and important baseball game happening. Wild card. I, you know, I'm recording it before I know what's happening. But the Dodgers and the Cardinals are facing off in in the wild card game, and I I sit here in without an Act Studios, my fucking closet, almost proudly not watching it. Why? I'm a baseball fan. More specifically, I'm a huge Yankee fan. And they lost yesterday. And I really don't want to I don't want to hear about the baseball right now. I don't want to hear about it. I'm okay. I'm pissed off. This isn't a baseball podcast. But why am I talking about it? It's because as soon as the Yankees lose or the day they win the World Series, boom! All about the Knicks. That's where we're at. Yeah, I'll watch footballs. I'll I'll watch football on Sunday. I'll have some beer. Oh, I love me a pumpkin beer with a with a brown sugar, uh, you know, a cinnamon sugar rim. Love me one of those sissy beers. You know, you throw in an IPA, you throw in some bourbon, so you feel like you know you feel like a man. But oh boy, it's nothing but dessert. But boy, is it delicious, and especially accompanying with some football and some some you know some incredibly salty food. There's nothing better than watching some football. But I'm telling you, baby. It's all about the Knicks. You can't say anything about it. And why is it about the Knicks? Because, oh, man, we clobbered the fucking Pacers. How about that shit? It was just cool to watch. Tibbs, man, you got to love fucking Tibbs. He was coaching that shit like it was... He was coaching that shit like it was an elimination game. Everybody's saying, oh, he's very, you know... because He didn't play his third-string guys until the fourth quarter... Until five minutes left in the game. He didn't even give them the fourth quarter. I'm looking at the box score right now. I'm looking at the box score right now. He he played Julius Randle for 30 minutes. Why did you? Why, what are you? What are you doing, Tibbs? Why are you? Why are you playing Julius Randle 30 minutes in Game One of the preseason? It's just, it seems just super uncalled for. Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes, our number one overall, our, our, our first round draft pick in this year. He went 25th overall, but our first draft pick, he played four minutes in preseason. Kevin Knox, he once, he once was a lottery pick. He played four minutes this preseason. Obi Toppin, he played 14 minutes. He couldn't, we couldn't get Obi Toppin 20 minutes. We couldn't get him 20 minutes. Man, I'll tell you. And we, uh, by the way, we won the game by 20. Hello? We won the game by 20. 
Now, it, it's more nuanced because uh, uh, Rick Carlisle, coach of the Pacers, he took his guys out in the third quarter. The, 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 uh, Sabonis got 20 minutes. But I was like, what the fuck is that? Why are, Tibbs, why are you behaving this way, man? I love you. I love you. And guess what? You have two more coach of the years than I do. And you, by the way, he's the reigning coach of the year. So who the fuck am I sitting in my closet? But maybe just one breather. And then after, in the, in the press conference, Tibbs, man, he stood by his fucking ground. He was like, he was like, I have four preseason games. I don't know why you guys think this is a joke. I have four preseason games and two new starters. And oh, by the way, Nerlens Noel is kind of hurt. He's not. He's only kind of practicing. And Mitch is still has a broken foot. So I might go into the season with fucking there. Noel should be healthy, but there's a chance I go into the season. With Noel as the starter and Jericho, no, no with uh, Taj as the starter and Jericho Sims as my backup. So yeah, I'm gonna make sure my guys are right, and I love it, man. Tibbs, he's fucking insane. What a lunatic. But anyway, let's talk more specifically about the game because what a what a, what a magical. It was, first of all, it was just because I was I was obviously watching the Yankee game, but I had it on my phone, you know, and I was going back and forth, and I watched a bunch of highlights today. But do you want to know what's most surprising? The biggest surprise is that I wasn't surprised. I'll explain. But the biggest surprise, the coolest thing is how everything, really, like virtually everything that I thought was going to happen, it happened. They looked virtually exactly how they were supposed to. They changed the things that they needed to. They were slightly worse on defense, but they were still pretty good. They took 37 threes. They hit over 90% of their free throws. They were distributing the ball. 26 assists. 26 assists. Jesus. The spacing was fucking amazing. It was something that we had never seen before. We had legit point guard play. I I could go on and on and on. All of the things that come with adding Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, right? All the things that come with Julius Randle and RJ Barrett coming back. All the things that come with IQ and Obi locking themselves in the gym and grinding their asses away so that they look comfortable. Man, that's what I, that was in my dream. The exact same game was in my dream. And it's really cool. Man, it's cool. Because it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to do shit in theory, and I understand it's game one of the preseason. But t- it was not preseason for Tibbs. Tibbs was coaching that shit, bro. <laughs> Tibbs, they were up twenty, and he was he. he I, uh, Tibbs called the timeout with twenty, you know, up twenty. He was screaming at Jericho Sims, like he was an NBA veteran, like it wasn't his first real NBA kind of game. He was screaming at him. This shit is re- this shit is legit for Tibbs, and we're going to talk about what that means in a bit. But I want to get into more specifics. 
just a few highlights. You know, everybody, everybody's been breaking it down ad nauseum. But man, can I tell you what my favorite thing was? It was those few plays where they caught Obi in transition. Obi, where I, 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 I'll give a, but I really just want to say my favorite play is Obi Toppin and his fucking his fucking cantaloupe. He, he runs like a fucking elk, a gazelle down the court and they get him in transition and he gets an easy fucking thunderous dunk. That's my favorite thing that I hope happens more and more. And it already happened more last night. So, you know, whether it's Rose or IQ chucking up or Burks or what have you, it's just badass. And I think they should try and do it as much as they possibly can. But Obi, Obi looks comfortable, man. Obi could be a problem. Obi looks fucking legit. Obi was doing some weird shit, man. Obi was doing some... Obi was weird last night, man. Don't fuck with me, Obi. Don't fuck with me. What are you doing? Doing spin moves that and, and hitting it. What are you doing? Cooking, guys. What is wrong with you? Don't get me too excited, Obi. Don't do that. I'm telling you, man. He had that one coast-to-coast. It, it was like a transition steal. He dribbled the ball up the from the foul line from all the way up to the basket and got a contested layup by himself he did not need 1 ounce of support Opie can dribble guys Opie has some handles Opie is not a limited player this season seemingly so I understand it's one game but I'm telling you what I saw last night even in 14 minutes. Obi could be a problem, man. Obi could be a fucking problem. Julius Randle's better. But Obi could be a problem, man. And he looks so much better. Hey, man. Tibbs said his shooting is exponentially better. So if we could get... Man, if we could turn Obi into something... Whew. That's some badass shit that could happen. Okay. Uh, I More specifically, IQ... Uh, you know, you know his workout mate. Evidently, the coolest thing was at the end in gar- in quote unquote garbage time. They finally let o- they finally let IQ loose, and they said, "You know what? You're you're the point guard." Even if Deuce McBride was on the floor, but Obi, uh, but uh, IQ rather, he was the point guard there. Make no mistake about it. He led the IQ led the team in assists. Most of it was with garbage time and the and the third you know string rookies. So on and so forth. But IQ, IQ had a calm seven assists. Didn't shoot too good. 0 for 4 from 3, but it went 4 from 10 overall. 10 points. Obi, another 10 points. Five rebounds. That was the other thing about Obi. Obi was grabbing boards, which was nice to see. You know? How about Jericho Sims really quick? I don't even have shit written down because I really don't because he's really not going to play at all this year, so it doesn't matter. But uh, Jericho Sims with just an incredibly calm Eight points, six rebounds, two assists. Just incredibly calm. Three for four field goal percentage. Yeah, three for four. He shot three for four from the field. That's badass. First fucking game or something, kind of? Count me in. boy, Jericho. But man, OB, IQ, they look great. RJ, he was shooting with confidence. Three is uh, six from three. Seven to 14, 17 points. 
man, yeah, you know, I'm excited for RJ. RJ's not gonna RJ's gonna be the type of guy where he's gonna do whatever the fuck they need to win. He RJ was plus twenty. Taj Gibson was plus twenty two. Jesus Christ. But the thing that is really almost worrisome, if you are someone around the league, the thing that the, you know the you know I'm not going to talk about the report about how the GMs say that they're not going to finish in the top six or seven, you know, because you know the, the, you know every single GM had a fucking vote, and people were putting the Pacers ahead of them, people were putting the Hawks ahead of them, uh, all, all this all this fucking dribble. Even though the Knicks were four seed and improved their roster, even though that happened, GMs are continue to disrespect. The Knicks, R.J. Barrett was left off some important, you know, 25 under 25 list, which is fucking, you know, he, they, they, you see Kevin Herter ahead of him. Yeah, 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 it's just, it's fucking dribble and you guys can all fuck yourselves. And, but it's fine. The thing that's truly worrisome is that unless, if you had not watched the Knicks at all last year, if you had never heard if you, do, if you had not heard the story of what the Knicks did and who Julius Randle was, you would watch the game and be like, oh, I, I see Kemba Walker. I see Evan Fournier. That's cool. I see RJ. Oh, the bench is pretty fun. Obi Toppin. Oh, that guy looks weird. Obi Toppin. He's got, his legs are too long. Taj Gibson's still in the league. That's crazy, man. There's so many things that you would notice before you notice Julius Randle. Oh, what? Wait. Games. Julius Randle has... 20 and 9. Julius Randle was just like a like an incredible just like a, a he he did he, what he did last night was in his sleep. 29 2, two steals a block. 7 for 14 shooting, 2 for 5 from 3. He just did it in his fucking sleep. It was too easy for That's how much shit has changed, folks. Add a little bit of spacing, add a little more ball handling, it's going to be a problem, folks. Yes, we're going to get torched by super, super, superstars. Yes, Kevin Durant is going to drop 50 on us. Yes, we can get out-muscled. But this team is not going to beat itself. I promise you that. This team is too... They, 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 they have, and, you know, barring injury, knock wood. But I'm telling you, folks, the Knicks are, the Knicks are going to do the same thing they did last year. I don't know if they're going to be a four seed. But the Knicks are making the playoffs. And guess what? This was game one of preseason. And Tibbs was coaching this shit like it was an elimination game. So yeah, the Nets might be better. Yeah, Philly might make some sick trade. And, and they'll be better. The Bucks are still going to be there. The Heat, the Hawks are still going to be there. I'm telling you guys, the Knicks are going to be playing every single fucking day. And that's why we're going to be a higher seed. That's what's going to happen. It's not going to, it, 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 we're not saying, I'm not saying that the Knicks are better than the Heat. I'm not saying that the Knicks are better than Philly. I'm not saying that the Knicks are better than the Bucks. So I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is we're one ankle sprain away. You know, we're a Giannis ankle sprain. You know, we're a Kyrie Irving hunger strike. Uh, you, you name your thing, you know? We were a Jimmy, you know, a Jimmy Butler. We're a Kyle Lowry load management thing. We, we're one of those away from being a four seed again. 
One or two, maybe. You know, maybe maybe two or three. But the Knicks are not just going to squeak in. The Knicks are not going to be barring injury. Knicks are legit. If what we saw last night was true. And it looked really fucking true. The big concern is that the Knicks got significantly worse defensively. Uh, Significantly is a little too much for me. Uh, Yes, Reggie Bullock is better than Evan Fournier on defense. That is true. But he, we agreed, you know, uh, you know, my po- my free agency breakdown. We agreed that he, you know, his his offense is three ticks better than Bullock's, and Bullock's defense is maybe one point five ticks better than Fournier's defense. And the same goes for Kemba Walker and Alfred Payton, because Alfred Payton, as much shit as we want to give him, you know, uh, he was good on defense most nights. I want to give you some context. Did you know that the Bucks last year, the reigning champions, they were in the bottom 10 in points allowed or the top 10, however you want to say it. They were one of the, on the bad side. They were not good. They were number 22 and the Brooklyn Nets were number 21. In points, you know, they, 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 were, there were only a few teams worse than them that had given up more points than them. Knicks, of course, were one. They gave up the fewest points. So uh, the Atlanta Hawks were right in the middle of the pack, 12. Defensive rating. Uh, let's see. Defensive rating, the Bucks were only 10, top 10. The Nets, of course. We're a measly 22 in defensive rating, this is. This is different than points allowed. But we're just using it. The Bucks, I believe, were only top 10 in three defensive categories. They were pretty mediocre in everything else. And it's like offensive rebounds allowed and whatever. But they gave the Bucks gave up the most threes. So what I'm trying to tell you, is that you can still be a really fucking good team. I'm not saying we're going to be the Bucks, but you can still be a really fucking good team without having perfect, perfect defense. And guess what? Tom Thibodeau's our coach. This is what the co- this is what the players keep saying. It's a Tom Thibodeau coach team. We're going to be all right on defense. I'm going to believe him. I'm going to believe him. Oh, and by the way, you know who looked fucking awesome? My guy, Chris Duarte. The dude I wanted. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. I'm happy with who we got. I'm happy with how things shook out. That said, Duarte, an incredibly calm. Let's see. Let's get the exact fucking thing. An incredibly calm 15 points. Played solid defense. He was minus 12, but that's because the Knicks were cooking. Dropped five assists. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, Isaiah Jackson was kind of ass, though. I mean, he, he looked he looked pretty solid on defense. Again, but he is plus minus. Was no bueno. Speaking of the Pacers really quick, you know, uh, they should trade for Ben Simmons. That's where Ben Simmons, that's where the trade makes the most sense for me, by the way. Because, by the way, uh, a report came out (laughs) that Ben Simmons and his his camp, you know, Rich Paul, all Richie Rich, he, they, because, you know, they, they, they said, you know, hey, Ben, 
if you're not going to show up and you really mean it, we're not going to pay you. We owe you a lot of money. We're not going to pay. We're just going to hold it. And we're going to take off fines as, as you know, we're just going to keep fining you as much as the union allows and as much as we want. Okay. Uh, and of course the first preseason game comes and goes and, uh, they fine him three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> they said we are not. He said, "Okay, we told you, we're fining you three hundred sixty thousand dollars." And apparently, Rich Paul and Ben Simmons were like, "Wait, hold on, wait, hey, Union, hey, CJ McCollum, CP3, they can't really do that." And they were like, "No, they they can, and that's what they're going to do." So, and apparently, Ben Simmons is reconsidering his holdout. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently trade talks are dead. Um, but one thing I know I kept talking about like the Raptors and Kings. Uh, but the Pacers, they're starting to be real rumblings about the Pacers being a serious player and a serious landing spot for Ben Simmons. And I think it makes sense. The interesting thing for me is that they keep insisting that Karis Levert would be in the return to Philly. And I guess that makes sense. But to me, when I was fucking around with NBA Trade Machine, the thing that works out perfectly is Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren for Ben Simmons. That trade works out straight up. And that's cool because you would re- immediately replace your point guard. And secondarily, TJ Warren coming off the bench would be a problem. I know I know TJ Warren isn't anything crazy. But if you could put out your your starting five, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, of, of uh, Brogdon at the one and beat at the five, you have Tobias Harris as your three or four, and then you can either put Seth Curry or Danny Green out there as well, and then you can rotate in Tyrese Maxey, Matisse Thybul, um, and T.J. Warren coming off the bench. That's a serious thing. Not to mention that you guys still have Andre Drummond. That's what makes the most sense to me. But apparently, Ben Simmons might come back. Uh, and it's kind of funny. Um, other new, oh, one more Knicks thing that I wanted to get to. We cut, we finally cut Luca Vildoza, which is good. We finally cut Luca Vildoza. His foot hurt. Was his foot is hurty? He's got a little walking boot. That's too bad. Um, you know what do they say? They say the best of. They say the best abil- uh, The be- What is it? The fucking best ability is availability. Whatever thing that is, it's true. He wasn't available. It's fine. Goodbye, best of luck, you know, Forza Juve, Viva Italia, so on and so forth. Um, and so we were we were at 19 in our roster for like one day, and we just signed a fellow named Tyler Hall, who is 24 years old, and he's been with Westchester Knicks for uh, uh, since 2019. So he's been with uh, he's been in the Knicks organization for a few years, and he's like six five. He's like a shooting guard, another shooting guard type guy. What he's really there, he's there to be a body who knows the system. Uh, and, you know, I guess give him a shot, but he has no chance of making this team in like a million years, unfortunately. And I hope that I, I hope that, you know, this this audio gets cut, uh, you know, when he wins his first MVP. I hope to eat my hat. Uh, so, yeah, and that's the that's the thing. But, oh, the other interesting thing is if you take a look, another look at the box score, y- if you notice who got zero minutes, Dwayne Bacon, Dwayne Bacon and Wayne Selden got zero minutes. Uh, which is super interesting. They chose. They opted to go with the younger guys, uh, and and, inc- and that includes Amir Sims, who 
you have to assume is probably the leading candidate for the other two-way contract, right? Um, and, but the thing that what I'm, you know, the thing that I, I'm kind of confused about is we still have a 15, we still have a 15 spot now that Luca is gone. He always counted as counted in as sort of our back, our, our third string shooting guard. So it's interesting who, it's interesting that the dude who you thought was the leading candidate, Dwayne Bacon, got zero minutes in preseason. Just, you know, it's noteworthy. Uh, so that's really, that's all the Knicks stuff. Oh, we got to talk about my guy. My fucking guy. Kyrie Irving. Oh. It's it's just, it's getting more and more and more and more fun. <laughs> um, because the Nets came out, because, you know, poor Steve Nash. I mean, I don't give a shit, but poor Steve Nash. He has to answer questions about this every goddamn day. And they were like, uh, you know, what's happening? And he's like, playing basketball <laughs> he just tries his best to dodge and they're like no you have to talk about Kyrie Irving not being vaccinated and Kyrie Irving uh is still is not vaccinated he's still not with the team he can't practice with the team and so they asked Steve Nash they said well why don't you just move practices to a place where Kyrie can show up because it's a you know it's a city law if you practice outside the city you'll be fine um and he said we're not gonna do that sorry which is hilarious uh, because if the Nets practice facility was in, oh, I don't know, Westchester, it wouldn't be a problem at all. And remember how people were roasting the Knicks for having the Westchester facility instead of something in the city? Oh, and Brooklyn's so much better because their practice facility is right in Brooklyn, right down the... How's it working out for you now? How's it going? Super interesting. Um... And then they interviewed KD. They got KD to speak about it. And he said uh, his big thing was, uh, you know, as far as he knows, he he's envisioning Kyrie being a part of this team. Oh, well, that's good. That's real good, KD. I'm glad you're envisioning. envisioning are, are you envisioning a unicorn and a butterfly and a little, uh, you know, a little leprechaun as a butler, you know, waiting on you hand and foot? I'm envisioning a lot of things, KD. I don't think they're going to happen. There's no empirical evidence that Kyrie Irving is going to be, uh, you know, either vaccinated or that New York, New York law uh, legislation is going to change anytime soon. Oh, wait. Super, super interesting, by the way. Here's your conspiracy theory of the episode, because we're not going around the league. We have like a we have a little, you know, a little little conspiracy theory. New York's mayoral election is four weeks away. Eric Adams versus the guy who's going to lose, right? Eric Adams is going to win. What was Eric Adams? Let me go. I'm going to Google it and I'm going to leave in this, this typing. Eric Adams. Oh, wait, hold. Oh, is an American politician uh, retired? He is the 18th borough president of Brooklyn. Well, that's, I know a basketball team that plays in Brooklyn. He served as this borough president of Brooklyn since 2014, and he's incumbent. So he, I don't know, I don't know anything about politics, but he rules over Brooklyn, and this man might be the mayor of New York City. He's come out, I've looked up his very, I, haven't, I, I don't care about these things, but I looked up his record, he supports the mandates. But apparently... You know, he's done a lot of 
pro- he's he's on like Brooklyn Nets videos and stuff. So maybe he's buddy buddy with a man named Joe Sy. And maybe the Nets know something. Maybe the Nets know. Maybe there's a handshake agreement that when Eric Adams wins, ah, Kyrie, go ahead and play. I don't know. That's my conspiracy theory. That's my fun. Uh, I have no evidence. I am not well read. I'm a very stupid guy. But I think that would be fun if that if that turned out to be true. Joe Sy, Eric Adams in bed with one another in love. There is also one uh, other thing that's quite uh, quite. Oh, by the way, Andrew Wiggins got the vaccine. Good for him. He said that he doesn't have control over his body. Uh, are you kidding me? Yes, you have control over your body. Yes, yes, you do. But you're absolutely right. If you didn't want to get it, you wouldn't have really been able to play in the NBA. Uh, which is too bad, and I think you made a good decision, and look at you. You're doing great. Uh, enough about the San Francisco thing, but how about this? Mark Stein, uh, who is a, an NBA correspondent, he quote-tweeted this Associated Press tweet. I will read you the Associated Press tweet. Los Angeles leaders have voted to enact one of the nation's strictest vaccine mandates. The sweeping measure requires the shot requires the shots for everyone entering bars, restaurants, nail salons, gyms, and even a Lakers game. So Mark Stein quote tweets that, and he said, "Is it appears it, it would appear that Lakers and Clippers will soon face the same vaccine mandates that the Warriors, Knicks, and Nets currently face." Super fucking interesting. If it if because you, you kind of I just assumed that this shit would have happened already. But evidently it hasn't. So if it slowly spreads, you know, if one's happening now, what's to stop a new mandate uh, from coming into play midway through the season? Now, mind you, 95% of the NBA is allegedly vaccinated, which is good. That's a good net, good net positive thing. But, you know, like. Who knows if there's someone on the Lakers who isn't vaccinated? LeBron James is. I'm pretty sure AD is. But I don't know, man. It's going to lead. It's good. There might be one guy. Might be one or two guys. So we shall see. We shall see how things shake out. Uh, but shit could be spreading. No pun intended. The mandates. Um, outside of that, I really don't have anything to talk about. I know it's a pretty quick one. Uh, it's because I'm tired, and again, it's 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 one preseason game, and I gave I gave I gave you all the gossip I could. I talked, in other words, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> I keep closing the podcast and remembering that I need to say. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you brought any value, you know, like uh, value. If it brought you any value, like I'm Scottish, Christ. Uh, if it brought you any value. You know, press any of uh, buttons available to you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give it a five stars and a you know and a rating. Share it with friends if if you know you like basketball. Drop a comment, give it a retweet, so on and so forth. I don't know. Uh, just just uh, I appreciate the support and uh, you know just know that every time I I show up here, I talk all the Knicks I can possibly can, and that's exactly what I did today. Still don't have a knack. I'll see you guys next week. It's no Plain to see